guys, welcome back. I just got back from the wonderful state of Tennessee. My boyfriend and I landed on the 22nd and I've taken a few days down since then. I'm gonna go through a little bit of my trip and also cover some headlines later on. Man, a lot of things happened since I was gone and I'm eager to cover a lot of issues in the next upcoming episodes, so stay tuned for that. But for today's episode, I'm just going to share my trip with you guys and talk about what I got from all of it. We left on Valentine's Day and we landed in Nashville and stayed in a wooded area in a stunning cottage right outside of Nashville. So it was like you have to drive down this road and there's really nothing around you besides a couple houses here and there. So that was pretty cool. The cottage itself was so cozy. It wasn't too big. It wasn't too small. We were able to do laundry. I mean, couldn't ask for more. We had a mixture of weather. The first couple nights, there was a thunderstorm. There was lightning. <laughs> like, kind of threw me off a bit. But after that, it warmed up rather quickly. So it wasn't as cold as I was expecting it to be. After our trip to Nashville, we headed to Chattanooga and we stayed in the outskirts of that town. We also explored the surrounding towns of Chattanooga and a bit of Georgia. Georgia is right outside of uh, Chattanooga. It borders with Tennessee. So we took a nature walk at Rock City. This point of view, it's called the Lookout Mountain. It's at the top of Rock City. There you have a view of seven states. So we were able to overlook Tennessee, Kentucky, Virginia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and Alabama. And they call it the seven states view. It was really cool, beautiful, lots of vast nature. And that was one of the highlights of the entire trip. It was so stunning. I really like Chattanooga as well. The food was amazing. During our trip in Chattanooga, we met up with Eric's friend named Josh, who lives in Atlanta, but he's also from the South, so he knows the area really well. He sort of guided us a bit uh, during the time we spent with him. And he took us to, I believe it was the Etowah State Historic Site. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but we went to a national park in Georgia and we took a really long nature walk. And I call it a nature walk because it wasn't an intense hike, but we spent two hours, probably two and a half hours easily here. Uh, if we continued down the path we were walking on, it would have easily been like four or five hours. I can't remember the name of that park itself, but I believe it's under the Etowah State Historic Site. Lots of trees, water, people walking their dogs. It was so quiet too and clean. That was really fun. But after that, we went to a barbecue stand in Ackworth, Georgia called Farley's Barbecue. Oh my God. If you guys happen to stumble across Ackworth, Georgia, hit up Farley's because I had the best prime ribs there. It was incredible. I had mashed potatoes and gravy. The gravy was really good. I had a side of coleslaw. It was so cute. The place looked like a barn. Aside from that, we we had the best food in Chattanooga, I would say. Uh, we hit a restaurant called Five and Dime in downtown. That was fucking amazing. It wasn't cheap, but all the meals we ordered would have easily costed us much more in LA. And that's one thing that stood out to me. So it made me feel like, damn, I'm being scammed out here in LA. Like, they're charging this much for mediocre food that restaurant hit the spot so five and dime shout out to five and dime we did much more but these were the highlights from chattanooga it was so sick 
So after that, we started heading towards Knoxville. Uh, we drove to downtown and ate at a sushi joint right when we got there. It wasn't that great, actually. But Knoxville was a cute city. After that, we kind of took it easy and relaxed. We had a, a cabin out in the woods. It was super cute. Again, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And it was very quiet. And I slept well. The next day, uh, we headed towards a place called Pigeon Forge. And Pigeon Forge was a trip. <laughs> It's like a tourist hotspot with a ton of bizarre storefronts that stand side by side. Yeah, and that was like insane. It kind of reminded me of a town in Northern California called Crescent City, except if Crescent City was on acid, it would have been Pigeon Forge. I mean, it was just fucking crazy. <laughs> from Pigeon Forge, we drove towards the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And from there, we entered a town called Gatlinburg. Right before that, we hit a welcome center before we got into Gatlinburg. And this park was humongous. I mean, it takes hours just to get from point A to point B. Lots of nature, tons of water. You're driving along this body of water all along the road. It's fucking stunning. So as we passed the welcome center and started driving down the road, uh, we were heading towards this cove called Katie's Cove. I don't know if it's Katie's Cove or Cade's Cove. It's spelled C-A-D-E-S, but we decided to drive towards that. And on the way there, we entered a town that was hidden almost, but it's designed to be not out in the open. But you drive through it and there's a really easy entry point. And then out of nowhere, it's like this fucking crazy town in the center of all this nature. I guess that was Gatlinburg. When we entered this town, this place was jam fucking packed. Again, it looked like an acid trip and lots of crazy fucking storefronts. So I was like, what's going on? And people were just touring these stores and the streets and everything. I mean, they even had Walgreens, CVS, all the corporate places and a bunch of like tourist gift shops and whatnot. But you know, when we were there, we did tour this area during President's Day weekend. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but we were told that it's the most visited state park in the entire country. So the traffic was to be expected. Uh, this part of the trip for me was underwhelming and my boyfriend wasn't that into it either. Driving down Pigeon Forge, I felt my heartburn kicking in. There was way too much traffic. The traffic lights were extremely slow. From our point of view, we already live in a wacky town. So our intention going into this was to travel to experience a laid back atmosphere. If we were under different circumstances, let's say, and we were on drugs or something, then being in Pigeon Forge <laughs> would have been a different vibe for sure. It's it's one of those places where you just need to drop a bunch of acid and fucking, it's a one of a kind place and I'll never forget it. That's for sure. But you know, I felt like if you've been to Vegas, then you've been to Pigeon Forge. That's, at least for me, that's what it felt like with a little southern twang, you know? Uh, it's things I've already seen. I want to mention that all the places we did stay in, being Nashville, Chattanooga, and Knoxville, we chose places right on the outskirts where it was quiet and more scenic and felt cozier. And also... Staying on the outskirts gave us opportunities to travel other towns that surround these places. Like, for instance, we drove through Lebanon, we drove through Crossville, we drove through Cookville, lots of vills. We drove through all these, like, places. I can't remember on top of my head, but we explored a lot of that part of Tennessee. It was fun. My takeaways from all of that was... I would include Knoxville, Chattanooga, and Nashville in this, but the people are so friendly there. 
You get a lot of please and thank yous. And I was called ma'am a few times, which is a bit formal, but <laughs> it was nice. And as far as customer service goes, it is alive and well in Tennessee. You get service there. People work. Outside of bits of Nashville and aside from the Pigeon Forge situation, overall, there's no traffic. You get to where you need to go and, you know, you just get to the point. That was very convenient. Overall, from what I saw, it was incredibly clean. No trash on the floor. These places aren't riddled with graffiti, which again, no shade to graffiti. I believe that there's a time and place for that. I don't know what policies the government put in place, but whatever they're doing, it's working. It's very fucking clean. Ideally, when you go and travel to a place, at least for me, I expect it to be beautiful. I like going to beautiful places. And I do appreciate ugly areas as well because there's, you know, character and, and everything really. And it's all relative to each individual's experience. But for the most part, I do like looking at nice things. Um, <laughs> and Tennessee was nice. It was very clean. And this is a big one that I did want to mention. Weed is legal in Tennessee. I thought it was illegal. We saw dispensaries everywhere. Now, it's not like marijuana in the sense of like the way California sells it or Washington State or, you know. So apparently the state found a loophole in the system where they're able to legally sell THC and CBD. And they call this Delta 8 and Delta 9. I don't know the chemistry behind the Delta 8 and Delta 9 and how it ties into THC. You know, I'm not a fucking chemist, but that's what they call it. And it's not outright weed as I know it in the West Coast, but we bought it, we smoked it, and we got high. Let me tell you, during parts of the trip, I was spaced the fuck out. I was like, ugh. Also, I'm not as big of a stoner as I used to be, so my tolerance isn't as high as it was a couple years ago. But uh, it worked for me. Uh, I mean, whatever they did, uh, I was high. And that was a trip to me. All the marijuana that was available, I just assumed that Tennessee was super illegal. And it's not anything like marijuana in California, but I was high, and that was nice. I don't know about you guys, but for me, me, I like being stoned on vacation. It's nice. It adds a layer of ambiance and not being in my head all the time, even though sometimes that's what it does to me, but it was pretty cool. The only complaint that I have with all this is there seems to be a shortage of toilet seat covers in Tennessee. Now, it's not every restaurant or every coffee shop that I entered where I couldn't find the paper covers for the toilet seat. That's something I noticed entering public restrooms. Here and there, I did get lucky and entered a store or coffee shop where they had toilet seat covering. So the only reason why I bring this up is because in LA, you get toilet seat covers. They're all over the place. I assumed the entire country was like this, but apparently not. For the most part, no toilet seat coverings in Tennessee. I pop a squat every time I enter a public restroom, including with toilet seat coverings. Like I always pop a squat. I don't know, that's just me. But then again, America doesn't really do bidets either. I don't know, you go to Turkey, you go to Algeria, like you got a bidet. <laughs> and it literally cleans you off and then you wipe. Like that is the system overseas. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that's a complaint that I had and it turned me off a bit, but overall, I'll take it for a clean state. Like, why not, you know? Now, I know there's some problem areas in Tennessee, like you have Memphis and such, but we didn't travel there. 
and from every place we saw it was fucking clean and i wasn't expecting that now another complaint that i have was that there seems to be a lot of development going on and i'm not talking about construction in the city of nashville because cities are always you know they're gonna have construction that's the territory of a city it's always changing but even in chattanooga and like areas outside of these small towns like there seems to be a ton of properties being built and developed and they all have this like very bland boring ugly look like it's these identical looking houses they all look the same from one another and there's no character in it honestly to me it feels like BlackRock the major investment firm they went in and copped all of this land all over the country and the world actually which is exactly what they're doing right now and they're just flipping all these houses and they're also building a bunch of property and it's all ugly because they don't care about character they just care about the money they're about to pull in from all this shit but yeah that turned me off and I saw a lot of that a lot of these ugly bland houses being built and these more smaller towns a bit more rural it's heavily being developed and the one thing I did like about Tennessee was that the houses aren't built right next to each other at least with the historic homes and houses that have been there for a hundred years like these homes aren't built side by side there's breathing room and there's something very relaxing about that and on top of that those houses have so much character in them and they're beautiful so i don't understand like why ruin a good thing you know that was one thing that kind of terrified me we were looking into property there and that's why we flew out there and seeing that was just disheartening so aside from my couple you know those two complaints tennessee's fucking bitching i have to give it up to tennessee it's a nice state and georgia was fun the, the bits of georgia that we did get to see you know we spent entire week there so it's not nearly enough time to explore every angle that we would have liked to experience but nonetheless from what we did see it was nice i think that the pros outweigh the cons in this particular situation for the most part you, you're getting your money's worth and this includes experiencing life customer service uh, looking at nature it's, it's you know you're getting your money's worth in that sense one thing that I love about Southern California and growing up here is the weather is just undefeated. It's perfect almost all year round with the exception of the last few days. There's been a lot of rain, but honestly, we fucking need it. So, <laughs> but the weather here is just incredible. Once upon a time, we were a tourist destination, but our government isn't doing a good job at keeping our streets clean all around i'm not just saying going into these areas like laurel canyon where you can kind of hide away from that like right when you enter the main cities it's just garbage it's just shit you know that element right there is what makes me feel like everything is a scam because on top of that customer service isn't nearly as good as it is in tennessee we're paying like five times the amount of shit that you'd be paying for in tennessee I'm not saying it's all cheap in Tennessee, but what I'm getting to is experiencing like day-to-day -day life isn't nearly as expensive as it is here. It's expensive in its own way, but not LA prices for sure. I feel like a lot of people are getting scammed out here, to be honest, and what are we paying for? What are our taxes going towards? Our schools are declining. The culture is rude. It's disrespectful out here for sure. <laughs> I'm not saying everybody's a piece of shit, but nobody goes out of their way to be polite. And honestly, the kinder you are, the higher the vibration your atmosphere is going to have. And Tennessee feels that way. There are a lot of people I can tell I had nothing in common with, but it's the act of kindness that 
I care about because at the end of the day, I don't have to be best friends with these people. You just be nice. Your head is clearer. You feel much better going about your day and not having unnecessary tension. And in LA, I feel that sometimes. Like even going into a restaurant or going into, you know, buying something like at a convenience store or whatever, like you're getting hit with attitude for no fucking reason. That's something I'm just over. Common decency and being around better drivers and just things like that. I'm sure Tennessee has its issues too. And I've seen some of it already from the small amount of time I spent there. But overall, the payoff is a lot better, I think, because people are fucking nice. So now the ultimate question to all of this is, would I ever see myself relocating to Tennessee? And the answer is, yeah, it's a lovely state. I'd like to explore it more for sure. But overall, I can see myself living a more simpler life in the outskirts of Chattanooga or something like that. Like, I can see myself aging really well. I can see my skin heading towards a positive direction. I don't know if I told you guys this in the past. And again, I know I shit on LA a lot, but I feel like I'm in a position to do so because I grew up here. I'm not a tourist. I'm not, I didn't come here to pursue my dreams. Like, I grew up in LA. This is home. I know it from every angle. I feel like I am in a position to talk shit. I've seen it decline rapidly especially during covid but even a few years before covid happened the quality of life isn't it's hyped up you know what i'm saying like outside of the weather outside of like the beautiful beaches which i usually go to orange county to experience that because i'm not really into like venice beach and all that anymore i used to live in venice so i know venice quite well but i just it's hyped up i don't get it i'm at a point where i don't want to understand it anymore i've been open-minded enough and i think it's time to redirect that mindfulness towards another place that i can actually find peace and comfort in and again the people the culture there is nice a lot of people talk shit about the southeast and how oh they're you know they're all religious and all that stuff but you know what we got a lot of people out here in la that seek spirituality in my opinion it's all relative like (laughs) people have faith people are spiritual that's just how i see it i don't care if it's christianity or islam or judaism or yoga yoga or whatever it is that you choose. It's all spirituality at the end of the day. Me personally, I believe we were all created by intelligent beings that are not human (laughs) and we're all spinning in this vastness of the universe and and we're not as sure of ourselves as we like to think we are. So that's just my take on it. I don't care if people believe in God or want to believe in, you know. By the way, side note, you can't be a Satanist if you don't believe in God. Satan comes from Christianity. So technically, you're another sect of a Christian. It's all the same shit to me, really. I don't care. What I do care about is people being polite and the content of a person's character, as Martin Luther King says. Like, if somebody is nice and they can prove it with actions, that's the most important thing I care about. I can care less about somebody spewing whatever to me. You know, if you can prove it with your actions, that's far more honorable. And I certainly saw that with these people in Tennessee and all the towns I experienced. It was no negativity there, no tension there. So the secret to great skin is to avoid as much stress as you can. And stress is, you know, it's inevitable. In LA, there is a lot of unnecessary stress caused by unnecessary tension and that turns me off and that was that they got weed everything's great now moving on let's talk about some of these headlines that i've been wanting to jump on you know i've been seeing a lot of crazy fucking headlines the entire week i was gone so let's judge some of these shall we okay we got abc news they're saying why common cold symptoms may seem worse than before the pandemic well i'll tell you why they seem worse 
because people got vaccinated. You know, long COVID just means you got way too many vaccines within a short period of time and now you fucked your body up and every little thing is gonna destroy you pretty much. According to the Pentagon, these aren't my words, the Pentagon classifies the vaccine for COVID-19, which includes the bivalent booster, is classified as a countermeasure prototype. That's the legal term within the documents when they roll this shit out. So all these people that are getting a vaccine, it's not really a vaccine, it's a countermeasure prototype. And this thing is fucking your body up. And when you're getting five of them within a six month span, what the fuck do you think is gonna happen? Yeah, you're gonna get sick by any little thing. When I was in the airplane coming back, there was a lot of sick people there i'm like jesus christ everyone was coughing up a storm sniffling like it was gross straight up next danish study sound of traffic near home could lead to tinnitus this is another thing i forgot to mention and it reminds me of this headline i've been suffering from this migraine for the last few months and it's not due to the vaccine because I'm unvaxxed, but I've been having a strange migraine that's been lingering on and off. It's been really bad. And as soon as I landed in Nashville, it literally went away. And the entire time I was in Tennessee, I felt that my sinuses had cleared up. I had no issues at all with this migraine. My head didn't hurt. You know, everything was just cleared up. Then when I flew back to LA, right when I got into LAX, it suddenly came back. So it could be due to the sound pollution and the 5G towers or whatever. These radioactive waves going into the fucking air fucking up our brains. I wouldn't doubt it. Next, Emma Roberts shared a new photo of her son after her mom accidentally revealed his face. I don't even know why I have this in here because I don't really care. Next, norovirus is on the rise. What to know about symptoms and treatments? Here's another fear-mongering headline. You know, the WHO, you guys, is already planning the next pandemic. And in three days, we might have our medical sovereignty signed over to the WHO thanks to Biden. Again, that's another thing we don't have a say in, but it's going to be really bad for surveillance. Let's just put it that way. If you look into the documents of all that, they mention something about crackdown on surveillance. I don't know what surveillance has to do with medicine, (laughs) but hey, we're living in a day and age where nothing makes sense. So what to know about symptoms and treatment? Well, here's what to know. Take vitamin D, eat really well, eat a high fat diet with low carbs, okay? High fat, low carbs, and stay active. And you won't have to deal with any of this shit. So they can throw whatever the fuck they want out from their labs that they're cooking all these viruses up. Keep yourself healthy and don't get those vaccines. Next. Oh my God, listen to this. Will the bird flu outbreak turn into the next pandemic? Are we prepared? Again, same shit. We talked about this in my episode of the egg shortage and how the state basically is blaming the avian flu for why we have an egg shortage and why we're seeing prices skyrocket. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Next, America's grifter obsession. This is by Vanity Fair. The grift is definitely on the rise. The biggest grift ever is COVID-19 and the pandemic largest grift ever committed by the globalists who are obsessed with population control. That's a grift for sure. We're just in a day and age where we're getting scammed left and right. Next, this 29-year-old woman spent four days posing as a teen 
at a New Jersey high school. I'll tell you why she did that. She's trying to figure out what these teachers are teaching her kid. You know, this isn't the first story I've read where, or this is a headline I'm reading. I'm not going through the story, but I've read stories or I've seen these clips on YouTube where these mothers are disguising themselves as teenagers and they're sneaking into their kids' schools because our public education is on a rapid decline. So <laughs> these parents are going out of their way to do crazy shit. I don't know if this is the case for this article, but I bet you anything it's a mother going like, what the fuck are they teaching my child? Next, Senator John Fetterman checked himself into a hospital for treatment of clinical depression, and his wife said she's proud of him for, quote, getting the care he needs. And the subheadline reads, it comes a week after he was hospitalized for feeling lightheaded at a Senate retreat. Jesus Christ. First of all, I don't understand why this guy, I mean, he had a stroke and then came back to life from that and ran for Senate against Dr. Oz, which I don't know if you guys saw that debate. He was awful. And it was kind of sad too, because he suffered a stroke. So his speech was all slurred. He opened his speech with good night. I mean, I think it should be illegal for people who are this not in the right state or health to serve our country. Think of it this way. When a soldier is wounded, they're discharged from the military. They're no longer fit to serve our country. So got to rehabilitate. This should definitely pertain to politicians as well. All right. And finally, why is everyone wearing these cartoonish red boots? Yeah, I have the same question. Why is everybody wearing these? Because they're fucking hideous. I mean, I wish you guys could see the picture I'm looking at. It's this chick crossing the street and her outfit's cute up until you get to the boots. The boots are like, it almost looks like Kanye designed them. <laughs> They're fucking hideous. But then again, this is a state of fashion, right? It's a bunch of well, what the fuck. That's all I have to say about that. All right, you guys. Well, that was our headline segment. A lot of uh, what the fuck moments in there, but I had to read some of them because it's been a while. I do have a lot of important things I want to cover in the near future. A lot of crazy shit is happening, you guys, especially involving the World War III situation and our medical sovereignty being signed over to the World Health Organization. I have a lot of content coming up. I hope you guys stay tuned for that. Well, thanks for giving this a listen. Until next time. 